So, here we are. It seems like every time I turn around, it's a Monday night. Thank goodness for that. Uh, gives us the opportunity to discuss what went down over the weekend. And there was a lot on this little thing we call the WJR Sportsbook. Thank you once again to our good friends at WinBet for making everything possible. My name is Steve Courtney, and you would be... <laughs> Jamie Edmonds. Oh, What's up? Very nice to meet you. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was once again an action-packed weekend. And, you know, quite honestly, uh, I don't know what show this is for us, but uh, it's been pretty much the same. Uh, great news for Spartan Nation. Uh, the Wolverines continue their role. The Lions. The Lions. And then at the end of the show, you beat me in a bet. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Uh, once again... Being the gentleman that I am, I will give you the opportunity to win your beer back. Like I said, I don't want the beer, but I'm fine with these bets because Miller Lite is $8. So let's let it ride. Well, you know what? It is what it is. I was nursed on it back in the day, and I'm not changing. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, the Lions. Um, again, you're in a coulda, shoulda, woulda moment with mm -hmm. this team. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. When Greg Joseph makes the 54-yard field goal as time expires, normally in a situation like that, I, I have no emotion whatsoever. I am void of it all when it comes to this <laughs> Dead team. inside. Yes. Okay. I found myself being pretty sad for these dudes. I was sad for them, too. I really was. They've, again, done enough to win a game in the National Football League, and a kicker has to hit his career best to beat him. And it happened. And then I find out uh, the Lions, and it's always the Lions, they are the first team in NFL history to lose twice in the same season via a 50 Plus. or longer Yeah. Field goal twice in the same season. Yeah, are you shocked? And we're not done yet. <laughs> right, we're five games in. I mean, this could, uh, you don't want it to be the norm. But listen, Dan Campbell uh, clearly would have loved to get out of the land of 10,000 lakes with his first NFL head coaching win. And I thought he did everything he needed to do. I really did. Going for that two-point conversion I liked it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Aggressive. The thing to do. Go for it. And also, you know, I listened to some of his comments today. He was saying, like, this team was down 10 points, and his defense forces a missed field goal, gives his offense a shot. These guys are playing for him. Well, you know, here's the thing. And, and, and this is where, for a brief moment, you thought that maybe fate would be on the Lions' side. Uh, when Alexander Madison, who, by the way, had a ball game uh, in for the injured Delvin Cook, had 153 total yards, uh, Jalen Reeves-Maven uh, makes the play. And it's nice to see Jalen getting the time that I thought he was due over the last couple of years anyway. Uh, strips it on a third and seven run. Boom. There you have it. Mm -hmm. Is this going to happen for the Lions? Right. This is an NFL play. The defense coming up big. You are thinking, okay, they're going to actually do it. Uh, DeAndre Swift scores on that seven-yard run. They go for two. 
Uh, a guy that never ran that route. That's what golf said. Kaderil Hodge. It was successful. And you're thinking, this right. is this is turning out to be something. And, and Wait, that, when they did the two-point conversion and made it, and everyone's super excited, it didn't cross your mind that they were going to go down? And of con- course it did. Okay. But I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, this is going to work out in the favor of the Honolulu Blue and Silver. And then, as we now know, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, but listen, folks, if you have ever competed in anything in your life, doesn't matter if it was football, baseball, hockey, figure skating, as the case may be, James, whatever. Mm-hmm. Losing is not fun. No. Especially it's, when you were right there. Again. Like when you're blown out, you know, you kind of feel one way. When you did enough to win and you lose again, then you have some tears. You've lost on a 66-yard field goal. That may never happen again in the history of the National Football League. It may never happen again. Yeah, that record could hold for a very long time. And Then this guy, he missed his field goal just before. Which was odd because that was uh, how long? 49 yards. Yeah. And, and he it, like it, it fell short. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a nine iron. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. You put your shoulder down a little too much. So, again, when he's lining up for the 54 yarder, Greg Joseph probably had a lot of stuff going through his melon, but he hits it. Yeah. He hits it. Because why? Because he was playing the Lions. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? It probably shores, uh, falls short as well. Okay, so yes, they're 0-5, but there are some positives here. Just think if they have a couple more guys, a couple more talented guys in different positions, what this coaching staff could bring out. If they're doing it with who they have now, which is not that talented, plus a ton of injuries, and you almost beat the Ravens. Well, I will say this, and look, I was giving Jared Goff the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but he needs to step up the game a little bit and take better care of that football. He admits uh, that. You know. Seven turnovers in six games? But really six. That thing with the snap was not his fault. <laughs> Somebody's got to get credit for it. But, I mean, another pick yesterday, another fumbled lost. and When they're in the red zone or positive yardage, that's also the problem. Exactly. So, you know, when you're the Lions and you are – you know, fighting to win a football game, you're not good enough to overcome errors like this. You're right. just not. Right. Uh, so Goff's final numbers, he throws for 203 yards. Uh, he had the interception. Uh, he was sacked four times, uh, rating of 64.3. That is not going to cut it. Uh, again, I think if you're looking for something positive uh, with this Lions team moving forward, the running game uh, is on point. Uh, collectively, uh, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, 108 yards between the two of them. Uh, now, uh, the injury situation, uh, that plot thickens. Quintus Cephas, three receptions, 38 yards. Uh, he has a broken collarbone. So that wide receiver room. Eh. Pretty thin. Oh. It stinks. Because if this year is about development, and young guys getting reps and getting their shots and game situations, you lose all of that when he's Cephas isn't playing. Uh, excuse me. Uh, how rude. I forgot to do introductions. Uh, 
in charge of the dials and buttons and everything over there, uh, <laughs> the one and only Dave Rieger. Uh, this fine broadcast is being produced by the one, the only, Nicholas Roddy. Um, Dan Campbell, let's uh, play this quickly before the break. Uh, you know, we'll get some thoughts from our distinguished panel as to how you think Dan Campbell handled the moment. That is why uh, Dan Campbell has the respect of the room, uh, because there's nothing fake about that. Uh, look, this dude takes the job knowing that the pantry's kind of empty, uh, but he's got this team competing, and I'm going to admit that. He's got this team competing. Now, it doesn't matter because football is a win-only business. That's it. Mm-hmm. So are you talking about the tears, the emotion, yeah. your thoughts on that? I don't mind it. In fact, I kind of like it because we've been here before with, you know, a guy who tried to be like Belichick and say nothing. And then even Caldwell really kind of didn't say much in his press conferences. Let's go the other route. I like this guy. He's the same every time you talk to him, and he just wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he cares. The Lions have not won a football game since last December uh, when they beat the Bears. They have lost nine straight games. I know what you're saying to yourselves. Uh, You're talking about a franchise that once lost 16 straight. Uh, I don't think... And I'll say it right here, right now. I don't think the Lions are going to go winless uh, this year. They're going to beat somebody. Uh, Before but, the bye? Uh, probably not. Probably not. The only options really are Bengals or Eagles. Bengals are a pretty darn good club. If they had somebody that could kick a field goal, they would have uh, taken care of the Packers. But then again, uh, Crosby, he. we'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later on. Uh, But I know what you're saying as far as what we've experienced of late with Matt Patricia. It came to a point where week in and week out, pathetic performance after pathetic performance, we've got to coach better. we got to look at the film from this standpoint. He kept saying standpoint. It was, you know, I didn't didn't love it. We need to coach better. Yeah. Well, when's that going to (laughs) start? And Caldwell was a very nice person who was well-respected in the locker room, but he, he didn't was. give us much either in the press conferences. Uh, you're not going to worry about that with Dan Campbell. No. Because what you see is what you get. And, I like it. You know. Someone who will remain nameless said, not becoming of an NFL coach to cry like that. I disagree. Well, they were saying it wasn't becoming to wear a racing helmet at a press right. conference. That it, you know, wasn't becoming to, you know, mention that you're going to uh, bite a kneecap off. Look, you know, it is what it is. You know, it, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about Dan Campbell other than the 53 bodies in that room. That's it. He's got them believing. Yes, they're own 5 But for what he's got, talent-wise, injury-wise... I'm into it. Meanwhile, uh, your Michigan State Spartans, as you heard right here on WJR and across the Spartan Media Network, uh, they're a 6-0 football club. How about that? Uh, Taking care of the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers in beautiful Piscataway. We'll talk about that and more as we continue with the WJR Sportsbook. So as far as your Michigan State Spartans are concerned, uh, they're coming off a couple of very uh, emotional wins uh, at the uh, fabulous 
Spartan Stadium, the woodshed, if you will, uh, taking care of Nebraska and then the Hilltoppers' uh, homecoming. And the non-conference schedule comes to an end, and they got to go on the road. Big Ten schedule resumes in Piscataway against those Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. And uh, a very interesting start to the tilt. Mm-hmm. It With was, uh, Rutgers and that quarterback, Vedral, yeah. getting it done. Well, there was the fake field goal, and that didn't pan out. Next thing you know, Vedral uh, leads Rutgers down the field. They're up 7 nothing. Didn't last long, the ensuing possession by Michigan State. Uh, the first of three touchdown throws, rather sizable, to Jalen Naylor at 7-7. I, I, I think, uh, you know, talking to Coach Mel Tucker this morning here on the Blowtorch, it was just a game of big plays, mm-hmm. left and right. I haven't really seen a whole lot of football games that featured as many big plays as that Spartan win. Yeah, I wrote it down. They had touchdowns of 94, 65, 63, 63. I mean, they are explosive. Yeah, Jalen Naylor. And, and here is the... Wonderful thing about this Spartan team. He had uh, touchdown passes of uh, 63, 63, and 65 yards. That 65-yarder, the third flea flicker <laughs> that Jay Johnson worked. dials up. Yeah. And it goes the distance. Well, we talked about it when you have Kenneth Walker back there. Well, that yeah. Helps. Once he gets it, it's like the defense is, oh, 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 oh. Right. So they converge and boom, it opens up a whole lot. Um, meanwhile, you know, the Spartan team is so unselfish. You've got Jaden Reed, who's having a year. Uh, he's been in Heisman conversation, mm-hmm. certainly K-9, Kenneth Walker III, definitely in Heisman conversation. Uh, but there was a great shot late in the game of Reed, Naylor, and another fine wide receiver, Trey Mosley, sitting on the bench, having the time of their lives. They all want each other to succeed. Uh, they appreciate each other's success. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Well, winning's fun. <laughs> oh, it is. Last year, not so fun. So I'm sure they're having the time of their lives. When you're having success, it's fun. You know, Rutgers played Michigan very tough in Ann Arbor. Uh, they were absolutely shellacked uh, the weekend before by Ohio, uh, by Ohio State. Uh, but in the third quarter, uh, Spartans only up eight. And their first two possessions of the second half not very impressive whatsoever, so they needed a little bit of a spark. And, you know, I've always said uh, if you need a spark, there's nothing quite like a 94-yard touchdown scamper. That'll do it. How about that? What's the stat? Longest play from scrimmage. Ever. In school history. Ever. In in the long history of Michigan State football. Yeah. And Nick Roddy. Yes. He uh, had... A similar play of success while at Wake Forest. Yeah, he has the longest run in school history at Wake Forest, a 96-yarder in, I think, his first game of his college career. Another stat, uh, for the fifth time in FBS history, players from the same team in the same game had 300 yards passing, 200 yards receiving, and 200 yards rushing with Thorne, Walker, and Naylor. Fifth time in history. Yeah, this uh, Spartan offense um, is pretty damn good. Uh, And I think one of the reasons for that, uh, and I think we touched on it briefly in last week's episode, uh, they've got nine pretty darn good offensive linemen. And the good news there is, unlike the last two, three years, uh, been able to stay relatively healthy. 
and they're played in platoons, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's too many uh, FBS teams that are able to do that. Like by committee. And it's mm-hmm. awesome, and it works out great. Uh, and defensively, uh, the Spartans with four sacks against the Scarlet Knights, they now have 22 on the year. A little Impressive. bit of pressure goes a long way. Yeah, balance. So, you know, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse because, you know, on to the next one. Uh, you've got the Hoosiers waiting in Indiana. Uh, Indiana, by the way, set the world on fire uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Played darn good ball. This year? Uh, they've got a quarterback issue. Uh, Penix has got a shoulder thing. Uh, they are 0-2 in Big Ten play. Uh, but those two losses coming to Iowa and Penn State. Right. So really good teams. So, you know, Bloomington uh, going to be a difficult place to go. And another loss to Cincinnati, who's a top-ranked team, too. Yes, indeed. So, But still, you know, the fact of the matter is when you're Indiana and you're coming off the year you had last year, which was very impressive, um, you know, one thing's for sure. This is a huge game for them. Right. And Michigan State talked about this week not, you know, being trapped by this game, looking ahead to the bye, to Michigan, but focusing on Indiana. I don't think Mel Tucker will let them. He seems to be an excellent football coach. But, um, yeah, I mean, what do you know about 2019 Utah transfer Jack Tuttle? Well, Jack, you're in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we'll see. Uh, By the way, uh, Indiana coming off a bye. Uh, they did not uh, participate last weekend, so they've had a little chance to figure things out a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, uh, by the way, the Spartans now number 10 in the AP, number 9 in the coaches. Uh, Michigan uh, had their work cut out going to Lincoln, Nebraska to uh, face a Cornhusker team uh, that was certainly ploy- uh, poised to uh, welcome Coach Harbaugh and those Wolverines. And they competed for a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was really good for Michigan to have their first deficit of the year, some adversity, overcoming first interception for Cade McNamara. So, like, there was some adversity they had to overcome, and they did it. Well, you know, Adrian Martinez, uh, he was in a position to make something special happen, and nobody told him to take care of the football? He keeps saying he thought the the play was over. Well, it was interesting, and, you know, here's how if, – if, you saw that replay. You saw the referee sprinting in, the whistle in his mouth, mm-hmm. but in no time. You never heard the whistle. I don't think he blew it. So Brad Hawkins certainly didn't hear it, and he kept playing. Right. So there you go. We'll talk about uh, the Wolverines coming up in just a bit right here on the WJR Sportsbook. Certainly appreciate you dropping by for this edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Steve Courtney here, WDIV's Jamie Edmonds of a day. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Do you not want to put that on vibrate or? I don't know what's happening. People are texting you. I know they are. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to deal with it here. You know, Sorry to bother you. I'll just be over here. <laughs> well, it's a darn good thing we're not on the Squid Game because I'd be a goner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we just talked about that Netflix show. I don't understand that particular show, for crying out loud. And to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a program I can give my seal of approval to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't watch it. 
You'd have to talk to Dick about that. Red light, green light. If I don't stop in time, I'm a goner. What is that? Uh, Michigan takes care of business in Lincoln. Uh, yeah, they get themselves a late field goal, 32-29, the final. Uh, Scott Frost, once again, did not look happy. Nope. You got another text. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I'll do? I'll do this. I apologize. Okay, he's putting the volume down. Okay. Hopefully that works. Anyway, again, I thought Michigan did a great job of overcoming adversity, and they had a a balanced offense, 204 yards of rushing, 255 yards of passing. That running game is back. You know, I think they look great. Uh, McNamara, like you say, 255 yards throwing. He did have the one pick and a rating of 66.2. Do you think moving forward, and Michigan has a bye this weekend, uh, that Jim Harbaugh and that offensive staff are comfortable with that throwing game? Yes. Yes, All I right. think so. All right. Uh, the running game uh, is in fine shape. 204 yards on the ground. Mr. Haskins, 21 carries, 123 yards to go along with two scores. Uh, that includes a long of 50. Uh, I think, uh, you know, this uh, Michigan offense is, I don't think it's any secret, it's run-oriented. And, yeah. you know, I think there should be a fear that if you're able to shut down that running game, that you're going to put them in perhaps an awkward situation. I was more worried about Cade McNamara two weeks ago. I think he's shown that he can throw the football, and he's just fine. One interception is, you know, it's fine. What did you think of what Cade McNamara said after the game in the post-game interview Loved on the it. field as far as that Michi- the previous Michigan teams would not have won a game like that? I loved it. Probably accurate. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that there is a much more sense of urgency in this Wolverine team than there has been probably over the last four years. Well, to me, it seems like there's some sort of chemistry brewing among the new coaching staff they brought in and the players that they have this year. It just feels different. Well, I'll just tell you this. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. The former Divine Child Falcon, once a Falcon, always a Falcon. Uh, he's a monster. He is the real deal. Yeah. And I think anybody going against the Wolverines, well, take the Spartans, for example, in a couple of weeks. you got to account for him. You have to account for him. Yeah. Uh, that I can't wait for that matchup. I know we're not supposed to put the cart before the horse, but... They absolutely both could be undefeated in a couple weekends. Well, again, uh, Michigan on a bye. Uh, the Spartans going to be in Bloomington for that how you doing with the Hoosiers. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. you you, you got to play the game. It's a big, big game uh, for Mel Tucker and the Spartans. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing right now there, Jamie. Uh, hypothetically, and this is all hypothetical. Right. They are undefeated going into the backyard brawl on Devil's Day, day before Halloween. This state's going to come unhinged. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to, it's going to be something, something. Also, these college teams are the only ones giving anyone hope of anything. So yeah, people are dialed in. Well, you know, look, the backyard brawl uh, doesn't need a setup. Uh, you know, it, it feeds itself, uh, and it's been said in the past that it doesn't matter. If both teams are winless going in, 
it's still Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, but when you factor in the potential, the possibility of both these teams being undefeated, oh dear. And highly ranked nationally. Exactly. And so there's been scuttlebutt amongst uh, my my friends and colleagues in East Lansing as to what the potential game time uh, would be. There's been a couple of uh, Spartan Wolverines night affairs. Yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thought is, because TV drives everything, um, Fox putting a lot of emphasis on the noon kick, the high noon deal, kicking it off, blah, blah, blah. There's a strong thought that it would probably be a noon tilt. I think so. Because you talked about this rivalry being not needing any sort of extra anything. Noon will be just fine for viewership and for excitement and for attendance in that stadium. You don't need it to be 7, 8 o'clock. Well, you know, it's going to be um, very interesting because looking ahead even further... Uh, Michigan will be in East Lansing in 2022 as well, which I find uh, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be something. But first, uh, looking forward to that noon tilt Saturday in Bloomington uh, with Tuck coming and the uh, Spartans uh, getting together with the Hoosiers. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break here and come back. Uh, Some NFL news and notes we'll go over as well as Preview the upcoming Monday night tilt with the Colts and Ravens. Leave it here. It's the WJR Sportsbook. All right, welcome back into this edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, we've got some NFL notes to go over. Preview tonight's Monday night tilt uh, with the Colts and Ravens, but. Uh, we have to back up just a little bit because uh, one of the bigger stories coming out of college football this past weekend, numero uno, Alabama, Nick Saban and company, they fall hard to the Aggies of Texas A&M. And I've been informed this is a must listen. So that was your radio call by the Alabama play-by-play guy, Eli Gold. Can you imagine listening in your car and dead just air. dead air for 30 seconds? He's so upset. How about that? Well, you know what? Not used to losing. And That's then the first thing he sure. says is about all the fans storming the field and how they're going to get fined. I'm sure Texas A&M's fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be, uh, they'll be all right. Uh, no love loss uh, with uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. That's for darn sure. No, but good for him. First assistant to get it done. Yeah, well, you know, uh, didn't Nick kind of prognosticate this a little bit with some of his statements about the way his team was playing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. And now there's a thought that, you know, Alabama, when they get together with Georgia in the conference uh, championship game, will uh, win that. I'm not so sure. Georgia, Georgia. is pretty good. It looks good. Georgia looks good. This was a great weekend of college football. I love an upset. Well, and uh, we have had our share over the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, when you t- Dog, you're a little uh, beside yourself about Kentucky. <laughs> it's a basketball school. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I just think it's a pretty impressive for them to be undefeated and have wins over Florida and LSU. And okay. you're downplaying the Party LSU win. <laughs> LSU is nowhere near what we're used to. That's for darn sure. As a matter of fact, uh, reading today, Ed Orgeron, what, two years removed from a national championship, is on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. So if they would have won, if they would have beaten Kentucky, they'd be four and two, and they'd be great. So now they lose, and, four, and, and they're great bad. about four and two. Well, there's bro. three ranked teams who are four and two, including Texas A and M. Do you have any issues uh, with the top ten? I think it's uh, pretty much uh, the way it should be. Iowa at Kinnick, a very tough place to play, uh, gets it done, knocks off Penn State. Uh, with that loss, the uh, Nittany Lions just go to number seven. Iowa number deuce in the uh, in the country. How about that Oklahoma game? Ooh, uh, pulling out Spencer Rattler. Their backup comes back and and comes back against Texas. Last second touchdown, and they remain perfect. A lot of defense in that conference, as always. I just like there are five Big Ten teams in the top ten. Yeah, and four of them in the East. Iowa is going to run away uh, again with the West. There's no question about it. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Big Ten, very well represented. All right, now uh, let's shift gears in the time we have left. uh, NFL notes. Uh, Last Thursday night, uh, Rams go to Seattle, get themselves a 26-17 win. Matthew uh, Stafford, uh, bad finger and all on the throwing hand, 365 yards, one touchdown, one pick. The pick from Quandre Diggs. Lion on former lion on former lion. How about that? Yeah. I'll never forget Matt uh, Patricia's first real head coaching game Monday night against the Jets. Sam Darnold, (laughs) first NFL throw. Yeah. Picked by Quandre. Pick six. And they like ran him out of town, Quandre Diggs. He's good, turns out. He can play. Uh, Russell Wilson, 152 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, he left the game with a uh, bad finger. He's out for a while. He's not going to come back. No. Did you see that? Yeah. They call it mallet finger. It looked like a paw. Yeah, yeah. it uh, didn't look very comfortable. So the question becomes, as they begin the Geno Smith era in Seattle, uh, is Russell Wilson done in Seattle? That seems to be mm. the overriding opinion. Probably. Uh, meanwhile, in Cincinnati, Green Bay finds a way. 25-22 winners in overtime yesterday. Mason Crosby, their veteran place kicker, 4-7 in field goals, 1-2 of two in extra points. Then he drills the 49-yarder for the win. Uh, but even more uh, entertaining, uh, Evan McPherson, the Bengals place kicker, 0-2 in field goals. He thought he had it won in overtime. Jumps up into the arms of his holder, Kevin yeah. Huber. I think the the plays, if you go on ESPN, like box score of that game, is like embarrassing. It's miss field goal, punt, miss field goal, miss field goal, miss field goal. It was insane yeah. what was going on. Uh, meanwhile, the Titans go into Jacksonville, get themselves a 37-19 win. How about those Jags? Yeah, How we've, about Urban Meyer? We've had a gut punch or two here in Detroit with our Lions, that's for sure. The uh, Jags now have lost 20 in a row. That is six shy of tying the record. Tampa Bay set that back in 1977 uh, over their first two seasons as an expansion team. And you bring Urban Meyer into the conversation, Embattled. Jamie. Embattled. Oh. You know, first of all, 
as we touched on last week, never ever, to my knowledge, in the history of the National Football League, has a coach after a road loss knocked on with the team. You guys just go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with my grandkids. Right. Well, that girl was pretty young, could have been his grandchild. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh that was an error in judgment. But anyway, the bottom line is Urban Meyer, uh I don't know if he makes the year, but I feel uh, like no. They're gonna have to do something because uh from what I've read and I, I've read extensively why I don't know on this subject. He has zero credibility in that locker room. They're laughing at him. Yeah. I heard a story that he, you know, went to the position players and talked to them about this incident and tried to talk his way out of it, blah, blah, blah. And he leaves the room and then they laugh hysterically loud enough for him to hear. Well, you know, and it's probably not even this. This is this is probably the famous final scene for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. But I mean... There was a bunch of other stuff leading up to this that they're saying, this is guy for real? Yeah. Well, again, it's the college coach going to talk to professional right. players that doesn't work usually. Uh, meanwhile, yesterday, a huge NFC West battle. The Cardinals, they're for real. 17-10 winners over the 49ers. Cardinals are now 5-0. and Kyler Murray, 239 yards to go along with a touchdown. Uh, the Carbs, uh, Cards and Rams... Uh, look to be a two-horse race in the NFC West. And remember, uh, the uh, Cardinals beat the Rams 37-20 last week, so got the leg up. Yeah, young quarterback, recently drafted, working out for them. By the way, the last time the Cardinals started 5-0, and they were in St. Louis. <laughs> That's how long ago that was. Uh, then last night, how'd you like that weather delay? Um, as someone who had to wait it out at a local NBC station, I didn't love it. Did not love it. Uh, and you waited it out. Oh, we waited it out. What time did SFE Steve sign off? myself, and uh, Andrew Humphrey just sitting around waiting. Three troopers, though. Mm-hmm. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. Uh, Bills beat the Chiefs 38-20. Chiefs now two and three. Chiefs look terrible. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 272 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. Uh, Micah Hyde took one of those back to the house. He uh, Mahomes also lost a fumble. There's got to be concern. Well, he's there. forcing things. He's still really good, but they have problems. Still good, but they're two and three right now. Mm-hmm. They're in last place in the division, though. Right. As Dave Rieger's over there smiling about his Broncos. Oh, the oh, Broncos! Big what Bronco yesterday? guy. Two penalties. All right. Cost him the game too. <laughs> Against the Broncos. Okay. Two penalties cost that cost in that game. Well, the Steelers against who was Pittsburgh my point? Steelers. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you feeling better about your Steelers? I mean, slightly, I guess. <laughs> There's not a lot of conviction. <laughs> no. With that, yeah, I guess. I don't know. They had to win. It was a must-win. So. Well, if there's anybody that can uh, rally the troops here, you, you think it's Tomlin for crying out loud? Still love him as a coach. So goes Roethlisberger. So goes the Steelers. True. Uh, big Monday night tilt tonight. I don't know why. It's just football. Uh, Colts and Ravens getting together. MNT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Uh, the Colts, they're 1-3. and three. As a matter of fact, they're coming off their first win of the season against those Miami Dolphins. Why not beat Miami? Everybody else seems to be doing it these days. Uh, the Colts, 
believe it or not, hanging around in a very pathetic AFC South. Uh, a little number for you here. Uh, the Titans are on top there at 3-2. and two. The Colts, Texans, Jaguars, a combined 2-12. and 12. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Great football over there. And, of course, the Ravens, and we'll bring the Broncos back into the conversation. Uh, Baltimore has had uh, triple-digit rushing totals in 43 straight games. That ties the NFL record. Of course, they did it against the aforementioned Broncos. Lamar Jackson, instead of taking a knee when the game was in hand, decides he's going to run for a few more yards to secure that record. Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, goes absolutely ballistic and calls him out and says that's Bush League and blah, blah, blah. Why is it Bush Why? League? You're still playing the game. No one says you have to take a knee. One word for you, Steve. Okay. I can hear you, Dave. Karma. He's going to come back and get the Ravens. Karma. Oh, jeez. Okay. You know, I, I think it's a pretty cool record. And why wouldn't they yeah, why go wouldn't? out of their way That's to try and keep too. it going? I don't know. I'll let you know this, though. Uh, the uh, Ravens are favored by seven and a half. <laughs> I'm afraid to bet you, honestly. Whichever way you want to go, I'll just go the other way. Okay. Ravens. All right. You're laying me seven and a half. Yeah. It's a deal. It's a Miller Lite deal. Let it ride, Jamie. Can Miller Lite become a sponsor or what? They should be. I'll yeah. tell you. I, I'm a stockholder for crying out loud. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, Dave Rieger, thank you very much for your participation. Uh, this show produced by the one, the only, Nick Roddy. Fine job as always, Nicholas. Uh, Jamie, Steve. a great time as always. I'm loving it. We'll be back here next Monday night. Great. Maybe talking about a Lions win over the Bengals. Huh? Maybe talking about a bet I'm about to win. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always, thanks to you for tuning in to 760 WJR.